What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Winning. Pick. Weekly. Smith for the win. Runchy K. Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another special episode of Winning Picks Weekly, going through the NCAA college football conferences, going through the ACC today. Definitely check out last week's episodes on our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe there. You could find us on Nick's comma, Jets comma, ETC period. No one writes it out. Don't be crazy. When you go to our YouTube, we got the Jets. We got the Knicks, and we got the Winning Picks Weekly playlist. So you could be up to date on the Jets season, the Knicks season. We just went live for the Jets episode. We got the Winning Picks Weekly. We were doing all the college conferences, and then we're doing the NFL conferences. Uh, You already know how we feel about the daily baseball, but we tweet that out from our account. You can find that at Winning P Weekly on Twitter. Also, make sure to... Like and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google, wherever you find your podcast and leave us a, a comment. That'd be great. Let us know what you got on our YouTube. Hit us up on Twitter in our DMs. Let us know. You want to let us know on the timeline what you're taking. We appreciate it. Uh, we like, we love the banter. And with no further ado, I mean, what a perfect night of sports. We got, we're recording on Monday night here. They got the Jets preseason game. Rolling through into the second half. We got the, we talk daily baseball here almost every episode. We got the Yankees and the Mets going to the top of the ninth here. Is Chapman coming in? Uh, to get, to get all the, you know, let's put all, all the, all the marbles into, into the middle here on this winning picks weekly episode. As always, joined by video producer of Knicks Jets, et cetera. Uh, and honestly, at this point, the third co-host of the Jets episode. So what up, Greg? What's going on? Yeah, happy to be third chair on the Jets episode. Happy to be here with you guys talking gambling. 
And uh, football is back in a major way. I mean, the Yankee game, they got the signs back there for the pumpkin lattes back at Dunkin' Donuts. No free ads, but it's fall, (laughs) baby. Football is here. We got it going. So I'm happy to be talking some college football. Happy to be getting into the NFL divisions next week or wherever we start with that. And then looking forward to sticking with you guys all season long as we pick all these games because there's a lot to go through. And I'm happy we're doing the ACC this this week. I got a couple questions for you guys. Yeah, man. AC is going to be awesome. Uh, Let's... uh... Lasagna, my boy, sticking in Peralta in the bullpen. So no chappy tonight. Uh, and as always, uh, I'm, I'm glad that we have Chip here, Chip Murphy Seven on Twitter, uh, our boy writer for Knicks Fan TV. I'm glad that he's with us on this pod, fellow Yankee fan. Uh, during these uh, trying times <laughs> in the ninth inning here. What up, Chip? What's up, man? Times are looking up right now. I'm not trying to <laughs> jinx us or anything, but oh, you're, man, no, this is exactly what jinxing it is. So let's. Uh, I, I, let's I'm <laughs> just saying. I, I'm. I liked what I saw tonight. I liked what I saw so oh, far. Oh, definitely. I definitely like what I saw yeah. against Scherzer. That that's in the past. We can talk, we can talk about yeah. that. We did well against Scherzer. Period. Uh, but moving on to our expertise here, where we got the ACC. The honestly, one of. The, the more fun conferences in, in football, especially uh, with Clemson all of a sudden becoming a powerhouse and then very just as suddenly as they became a powerhouse, they seem to not, you know, they seem to have fallen off just in terms of nationally, but they still are um, the kings, uh, hypothetically, of the ACC. We all know what, what they did to our parlays <laughs> with the Clemson winning the ACC last year, so... Uh, we're definitely going to get into all of that, but first off here, guys, ACC, just re- well, we, we talk about champions. They have two divisions here. This is the last time they're ever doing the divisions, which lucky us, right? It's our first time covering the entire conference mm-hmm. in the preview. We got the two, uh, divisions. Do you guys think that, uh, that makes a big difference? here and ACC is going to be completely changed next year. And do you think that it's going to make a difference in, kind of how this year plays out in any way. Would like would it make a difference this year if there were no divisions, you mean? Yeah. Uh yeah. I think the conf- I think the championship game would be different. Oh I think very the top I think the top two teams would be different if there oh. were no divisions. But Go ahead. start us off. Start us off here. Don't 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 hold the rabbit. Go ahead. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll, yeah, go ahead. Okay, I think Cle- I think Clemson and NC State are going to have the top two records, uh, and I wasn't I wasn't sold on NC State at all. I was trying to talk myself out of it because I'm all about history and everything and trends. And NC State hasn't done what they did. They haven't won like this since back when Philip Rivers was quarterback in like the early 2000s. And I'm like, Shout what am I? What am I? Rivers. What am I? Th- and he was awesome in college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What am I thinking? What am I doing with this team? But man, their defense was awesome last year. Yeah. And they already, they went into Clemson and won two years ago. And two of their three losses last year, uh, I think the total was by four points. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. they had that elite, de- they, 10 of their 11 starters on that defense are coming back, by the way. And if you look at like their, um, hold on, I was just had their, all their metrics up. Like every single of, you know, they do like the five factors of importance on college football stats. All of their defensive side is all like 
towards the top half of the country. Like three of them, the field position on defense, their fifth, um, the efficiency on defense, they were third in the nation. It's incredible for an ACC and FBS team to be that, to be that high. Uh, and explosiveness on defense, they were 17th. Um, and then turnover margin on defense, they were 32nd. But no, their defense is obviously their defense is fantastic, and uh, Dave Dorn's a really good coach. Yeah, underrated. Know. They're definitely yeah. an underrated program, especially with uh, the picket in there and Clemson stuff. They're definitely underlooked. I I agree. They're getting the most hype they've ever gotten, which was what concerned me in the first place. But I'm also all about consistency, and when you see how much they're bringing back, and they have. A quarterback with Leary, who is a stud and who knows the system well, and who put up monstrous numbers last year. I'm high. I gotta say, I'm high on them. And then you have Clemson, who I'm not. This whole this narrative, like, oh, uh, Clemson is done. Uh, like, I just don't buy that. I think like we all want them to fail because I think it's fun to like welcome in the idea of something new, but. Man, before the last two seasons, last year and uh, 2021, last year, 2021, and then 2020, uh, the COVID year, Clemson had won like 11 straight regular season games, I think dating back to since 2014, I want to say. I can double check that right now, but I think it was 2014. Let me look that up. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. they've been, they've been, uh, Pretty much unstoppable. I mean, yeah, it, 2014. It's, it was it's 2014. Just that, it's just that they lost a pit in Georgia Tech last year, dude. I mean, that, that, that's why we're all mad. It's, yeah. There's nothing against Dabo. It's nothing against the entire program. They just had. They, we're not saying they weren't great for the last decade. We're not like, going to go to Watson. But, think, <laughs> but I'm saying like they lost the pit in Georgia Tech. Well, last year. they finally got a quarterback who wasn't an who didn't look like an NFL top ten pick. Is what happened. They've hit on quarterbacks just so consistently and finally they got a five-star who didn't look like a superstar right away and i actually think dj is going to turn it around i think he's going to be really good i placed i do obviously like everyone i do a few long shot bets every once in a while on college football futures one of mine was dj to win the heisman just in case i mean he's a former five-star recruit yeah just what i I mean it's obviously crazy long shot it's plus 4500 on DraftKings. Was when I got it anyway. I'm sure it still is. Um, he was a five star recruit. What if he turns it around, goes bananas this year? If he has a slow start, like they're at Georgia Tech, Furman, home against Furman, La Tech, and at Wake. So they should start four and oh, but they could start four and oh with him not playing very well. And then they have the big one October 1st against NC State. If he's yeah. not playing well going into the NC State game, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets benched because they have yeah. the the true freshman coming off the bench. And I, man, I mean, they already, I mean, obviously parallels have been drawn to Trevor Lawrence uh, coming off the bench as the true freshman, but I don't think he's quite that type of player. But I, yeah, I I think it was worth taking a shot on DJ for the Heisman just because. We we already saw what he could be, and obviously in small flashes. But I I like Clemson and NC State as the top two uh, teams okay. in this conference, and you can't pick NC State to win uh, nine. The, uh, 
Is it, are, you taking, take over, are you taking the over? That's what that, I did that's what not. Here. Are you taking, do you like the over for NC State over eight and a half and the Clemson over ten and a half? That, that's took, how we know if you really like them. I took Clemson over ten and a half and I took NC State to win 10 games, which is plus 125 on FanDuel. Okay. All and right. I also took Clemson to make the college football playoff at plus 145. I think they can do that. All right. So you're all over Clemson and NC State right yes. now. Greg. Mm-hmm. You heard Chip go off about his top two teams. Let's just stick with his top two teams for now. And at the end, let us know if you have someone that's challenging that. But how do you feel about his optimism here? Do you like, I mean, he's got Clemson in the championship. He's got uh, NC State, uh, the alternate line at 10 plus wins. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about Clemson and NC State? Uh, I feel a little bit more confident in NC State to hit the over than I do Clemson. They're one of the picks that I'm making. I'm taking their over this year just because of the consistency that they've shown with their coaching staff and their team over the last three, three or four or five years. I think they won nine games three of the last five years. Over-unders eight and a half. They looked pretty good last year. They bring a lot of guys back to Chip's point. Clemson, I'm just a little nervous about for a lot of the reasons that Chip mentioned. Um Last year was their first year without a stud quarterback. It didn't go well. DJ got a lot of hype going into the season and then just did not play as advertised. So that could be a huge problem for them this season because, I mean, let's face it. Like you said, NC State's the first one at Wake Forest the week before that. September's not the easiest game, depending on if their quarterback's healthy. At Florida State, probably pretty easy. But then at Notre Dame's a tough game, too. So ten and a half, you have it depends. It depends on Notre Dame and what they got going on. Um, but this defense is what's carried them really for a lot of championships. I know a lot of people like to talk about Trevor Lawrence, a lot of people like to talk about Watson, yeah. but Trevor Lawrence's year, Trevor Lawrence has some pretty bad games um in the championship game or in the playoffs when they lost. And their defense is what held them in there. And now their D coordinator. Uh, blanking on his name right now, but he went to Oklahoma. Venables. Venables. Yeah, it's a new OC and a new DC. And they didn't do search. That was another, <laughs> that was one thing tonight? that, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, no, me too. The, the changeover, that's the thing that concerned me about NC State was the lack of program success or whatever you, you want to call it. The thing that, uh, concerned me about Clemson was all the, the turnover with the both coordinator spots and how Dabo, uh, typical Dabo fashion didn't do any coaching search and was just like, Oh, I'm just going to promote from within two guys who have, who know the team very well, but don't have any experience as coordinators. That was kind of a concern, but the OC was the quarterback's coach. So he knows DJ very well. So I like yeah. that, but yeah, like you said, Venables, the defensive coordinator was massive to that defense. So I, I just think that defense is so freaking loaded, man. Like there's so many NFL players on that defense. I, I just think they're going to be awesome. No matter who's the coordinator, at least for a little while, maybe it'll catch up with them eventually, but I don't think it will this year. I agree with you. Just, and also too, the problem with Clemson too is like their defense is so good that you have to reload every year. And we just didn't see that last year. Yeah. They had, I, don't know, I just scrolled down. So I don't know. They had 10 wins last year. You know, tough loss at Wake Forest kept them out of the, you know, divisional game. Um, three points shouldn't be an issue this year, but it shouldn't have been an an issue last year. You remember Clemson? Clemson did not look good. Um, 
most of the season. The running game looked pretty good at some points, but even that wasn't as advertised. So I'm a little worried about Clemson, how they're going to be able to rebound after, you know, not so great year. The problem is with these top end programs, it's like a not so great year is an amazing year on paper. So you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. But I mean, they started the year, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, oh, and seven against the spread. We're a gambling <laughs> podcast. That's what I care about. I don't care too much about what your record is, except for when it comes to the overs and the unders. I mean, you start out 0 and 7, you're just not even covering any of these games. It's tough. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's tough. I mean, they have... I wouldn't bet them, yeah. I wouldn't bet on Clemson when they have these big spreads. That's definitely not something to do. Yeah, I think if I'm taking Clemson, I'm taking, to your point, Chip, like if they put it all together to win the national championship at a plus 800 just because you can maybe hedge it out if they win the first round. But a lot of things need to come together. One, the defense needs to be as good as last year, where I think they're only bringing back six or so guys on defense. So you have to reload. You have to reload with a new coordinator. Your star coordinator just got a top-end job at Oklahoma. Your offense needs to figure it out when your offense wasn't that good. You have a, a true freshman waiting in the corner to come in. DJ's got to deal with that. I do think, though, if they do piece it together, it's going to be on the back of DJ. So I actually do like the DJ as a Heisman pick um, just because. And I do like the Clemson to make the playoffs or win the playoffs, however you want to bet it. Just because if all the pieces do come together, their schedule is not crazy. They should be able to beat handle Notre Dame. They should be able to handle NC State if they're the Clemson of old. The real question is, as we all have, is are they the Clemson of old? Or do they have to reload for another couple of years until they're back to contending year in, yeah. year out? Was last year an anomaly or is last year how it's going to be yeah. going forward? Yeah, so that's definitely the question for Clemson. I mean, I know I definitely got burned. I mentioned with the with the conference parlay uh, going into last year. But as you mentioned, Greg, tough <laughs> go for Clemson for two-thirds of the schedule against the spread, man. Yeah. It was tough out there. And, you know... uh this year, the o- the over for ten and a half is plus one hundred and five, and the under 
is minus 125. Okay, so uh, that's that is a huge difference. You know what I mean from going into last year, but honestly, the last decade it feels like, right? With Clemson, just uh, anything positive was always. You know, yeah. you're paying the vague on. Yeah, in years past, if the over or over over under was ten and a half, like to your point, it was minus one twenty, minus one twenty five. Like it was juice to the gills because they shouldn't lose a game, and if they do, they're going to lose one to a really high end team. So it's yeah. not the case right now. You're right, and you know, I'll look at the schedule. You guys mentioned it. NC State is definitely one of the difficult teams. I don't think Notre Dame should be an issue, like you guys mentioned. I'm with you there. You got. South Carolina, last game of the year, that's always pesky, right? That's the rivalry. That's going to be an issue. But, dude, uh, this uh, I'm going to go into it because I, I'm, like, I'm so confident about this team that I'm nervous. I'm so confident about the Miami Hurricanes that I'm literally, I feel weird. Uh, I'm not sure if everyone agrees with me. And that's why I feel weird or everyone's going to look at me like I'm insane. That's why I feel weird. But the Hurricanes, man, not only – you guys are talking about Heismans. Their quarterback definitely w- could win the Heisman. I'm not going to even try to pronounce his last name. <laughs> right? So we'll just, we'll just go with the Miami Hurricanes quarterback. It's Van Dyke. Tyler Van, Van, Van Dyke. Dyke. Yeah. Oh, Van Dyke. Okay. okay, okay. So it's yeah. Van Dyke. So mm-hmm. – Oh, I thought it was DJU. So we got, we got, we got Ben. Yeah. I got confused. So we got Van Dyke as the quarterback. But what I'm really excited about here and why, why I care the most is because they got the oldest human being on the planet to be their defensive coordinator. I can't believe that Kevin Steele has coached 47 power mm-hmm. five programs. Is that even a real number? 47 power five programs. If the Hurricanes have a real defense, that would be awesome. But honestly, that is the worst part of their whole team. Uh, they lost uh, a lot of players uh, for the transfer, for graduation, on their D-line especially. Uh, they got like four or five guys that were all starters uh, that they lost. So that's kind of tough. But they have uh, – not only do they have Van Dyke at quarterback – uh, a Heisman candidate, at least, in my opinion. I really do think with this Hurricanes team. But they have an NFL offensive line. It's just one of those teams that has an offensive line that could be lethal. And in the ACC, where defense is not really, you know, uh, I wouldn't say it's the number one asset in the ACC here. I, I really like this Miami Hurricanes team, dude. Uh, uh, can you guys can you guys walk me off this cliff before I take? The over on Miami before I take them to win the conference. Like, could you guys walk me off this cliff? No, the coastal stinks. Who else is going to win it? I mean, I I'm not. They're I have, definitely going to the. They're definitely going to the championship game. I mean, I'm betting them to win the coastal. I don't think they'll beat Clemson, but that's minus money, no. No, to win the coastal is plus one fifty five on DraftKings. Oh, or it was when I got. I I don't know what the change is now, but. So they're uh, definitely gonna win the division. Do you feel like that too, Greg? Yeah, I mean, unless barring like something crazy happening, like you know, I mean, just looking at the lineup, like I, I don't know what you guys think about Pitt yet. Pitt was pretty good last year. I think they're gonna have a down year this year. Of course. Yeah, well, they lost so. the two best players. People are way yeah. too high on Pitt. I don't get the Pitt thing. 
I don't yeah, know why so, their numbers eight and a half. But I feel like it's so amateur to say, oh, they, they lost Pickett and Addison, but like they lost Pickett and Addison. I feel like everybody should be down on they them. Also they also say, oh, they're OC. still going to be good. Also lost their. It was just going to say that, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> I think some of the. I, I heard a report too the other day that like some of the. There was like frustration at Pitt last year because of like the aired out offense that they were running. The head coach said that. The head coach said, Hey, we had a, we had an offensive coordinator in here who really liked to throw the ball a lot. <laughs> like it had huge, like, uh, old man yelling at the cloud vibes. Like we don't need these stinking analytics vibes. It's like, yeah. It, it, and he's a really boring coach. Pat Narduzzi, the Pitt coach. And you know who he, he brought in to replace him was the offensive coordinator at Boston College, who's run like some of the worst offenses offenses in the country the last couple of years. And he runs this boring pro style offense. They're just going to run the ball a ton like Pitt has in the past and just try and bore everyone to death. And yeah, I mean, uh, I'm low on Pitt, obviously. I gave away one of my underbicks probably. <laughs> but, yeah, same. So, and, and, and for that, and for that reason, I really do think that, yeah, Miami, especially if it's plus money, I think that's great because Miami is just breaking out the checkbook. They're bringing in whoever they can. Crystal Ball's back. I mean, the team looks like it's ready to roll. They had an okay season last year. I know they bounced around from good season to bad season, a terrible season, a bad season, to okay season. So I feel like they're on the upswing. A few starters coming back on both sides of the ball. I think the offense is going to be much improved with Van Dyke. I think that, you know, the defense is going to be a little bit better than it was last year, but it doesn't need to be crazy to win the division. You think it's going to be better? The defense? Yeah, you think the Miami defense is going to improve? Miami defense? I think a little bit right now. That's what I'm worried about. That's why I'm trying to walk off the cliff because I think I'm focused too much on the offense, and I I just think the Hurricanes are going to do so well, and I'm not taking into account that they're losing so many defensive guys. That's why I started off, uh, you know, praising the veteran leadership of Steele. Because that, that's what they're going to have to kind of hone in on here. That, 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 that's like my only trepidation, uh, with being all over Miami. Miami and Oregon to me, they just feel like easy teams that should do well. However, I do like NC State. I don't think teams are going to score much off NC State, which is, you know, could be a problem for someone like Miami who has bad defense. If they don't score, that's where NC can capitalize. You know what I mean? So that that's kind of where I'm leaning here. Yeah, I was just reading the kind of blurb that I had in front of me. The you know the other thing too is like last year they had five freshmen starting on defense, so they're mm-hmm. sophomores now. They're much more improved. Crystal Ball got the transfer portal going. Got three or four guys in on the defensive line. I think they had a pretty good safety. I think they had a pretty good corner last year, so they're going to be back. Like I said, I think it's just moving in the right direction for Miami. Do do I think Miami is going to shock the world and win the ACC? I think there's an outside chance at plus 500, plus 600, wherever the bet is. I think those odds, I think those odds are kind of in line with how crazy it's going to be because I think they're going to walk to that game, whether it's NC State or Clemson on the other side. I don't know exactly, but looking at their schedule, I mean, are you, are you taking the over eight and a half? Cause I think I'm taking the over eight and a half. Yeah. I can't help, I can't help you walk off this ledge because I'm right there with you, buddy. There's just one game. There's just one game I'm literally worried about, and that's Clemson. 
Right, Clemson. And they beat Clemson. Well, no, what they about A and M? They got A and M. Texas A and M is going to be tough. At oh, Texas A and M is going to be tough. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's going to be a tough game. So that's one. Clemson's going to be a tough game. And then, I mean, the projected spread two or three points against Pittsburgh at home. I think to end the season, I think they're going to kill Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think the I think like the analytics that they love Pitt. I was reading like some of the stats. Like for some reason they love Pitt this year. I I don't get it. That must have something to do with the spread. Yeah, I, I don't get it. You're looking at two tough games where they're underdogs. Other than that, they're favored in every game. They get Florida State at home. They get North Carolina at home. They have to go to Virginia Tech. They have to go to Virginia. Not too worried about either of those games. Say they win one and lose one. You're looking at three losses if they lose to Clemson at Texas A&M and then a toss-up between Virginia Tech and Virginia. You're sitting at 9-3. and You hit the over, and you're good to go. So um, the season could come down to Pittsburgh at the end of the season. Uh, The bet could come down at the end of the season to Pittsburgh. And I'm okay with that because, like, I, like we've all been saying, we're not high on Pittsburgh. I'm high on Miami. Not but just if, this season, but the what case, they're building going forward. If that's the case. They're going to be fighting for a, a seat in the in the championship game too for the conference. So they, you know, what I'm saying they're going to be aligned. I don't know. I don't know if they have a shot at making the. the I think if Miami's going to win, it's going to be because like they're ten and two, Clemson's nine and three, and. NC State's like 10 and 2. Like, I don't think they're going to have a shot at making the college football playoff, if that's what you're saying. Well, if they win the AC, if they win the ACC, it's always possible. It just depends on the other teams. But I was talking about just like being in the ACC conference game. Oh, yeah. I think I think they are. So that's why I said I'm taking them plus 550, plus 500, plus 600. Yeah. I'm going to take them when we get to the, the conference winners. But for now, just talking about the overs, I'm taking the over all the way because I see maybe three losses on this record. And like I said, Texas A&M. Can I give you another loss? Can I give you another loss? Yeah. I actually really think it's going to happen. It's October 8th versus UNC. UNC has an offense. Do That's they? the type of team that can beat Miami. Like in the lull, like, oh, yeah, no problem. I, I don't know. I, I'm scared of teams with an offense against Miami. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, but who? what's uh, UNC's offense without Howell look like? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. But that, but if, if you tell me Pitt's going to be good. I'm not telling you that. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> telling you that. <laughs> no, I'm not you. You said the analytics, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, UNC, you know, their top running back's gone. Their top quarterback's gone. Five people turning on offense. It just it looks like a, a tough they, mountain to climb for them. I'm not always, sure. I mean, the, the, I guess they might. Thrive. The expectations are low, which I think they'll do better with that, but they do always disappoint. Oh, well, last year was the biggest disappointment for you. Yeah, I was going to say, you said they had an offense. They, last year didn't look too good. So he, oh, he has a long history of disappointing seasons. Mac well, Brown. I think they were, I think they're technically ranked 21 uh, overall. I think they're Carolina, like in the AP? and 69th passing. Yeah. Their defense was 168th, <laughs> which I again That's I don't know how many teams they rank. If they're 168, I imagine I can name 169 teams. Uh, I'm not want to get into that exercise. Yeah, I'm looking at their their schedule last year. They definitely put up a lot of points against bad teams, but you know, 30 points against NC State, 23 against Pitt, 23 against Florida State. 
you know, they scored 59 on Virginia. Like, okay. You know, last year they were in a shootout against Miami, 45. That's what I'm saying. So they score, they score big. But that's like, that kind of like inflates their stats a little bit. Like I'm seeing here, like to your point, they're 16th in the country at points per game, scoring 36 or 35 points a game last season. But they were putting up 50 or 40 on bad teams and then putting up 20 on good teams. But one of those teams is Miami, and I think their defense got worse. So that's why I was pointing out that I think that might be one of those games that they lose. Yeah. I'm just pointing it out there. I, I, they're going to be hyped for They're going to be ready for A&M. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be ready for Pitt because of last year, even if they stink this year. And it's going to be the last game of the season. They're going to be ready for Clemson, right? But, yep. you know, the thing, Cookman, that's the first game of the season. Otherwise, they might not be ready for that one. You know what I mean? It, Hank, but you wouldn't you see what it was a shootout last year. Yeah. I think their defense got worse. Uh, I, I really do. So uh, I, lo- I love Miami. Here, uh, that that's my value picks everywhere in this conference. Uh, I'm taking them to win the conference. I'm taking. Uh, I don't want to take the over, but I am. I, I saw it at nine and a half. Uh, I locked it in at nine and a half. I know. I think it's up now. Um, so I like Miami, but I think you guys have talked me into NC State a little bit here because defense does win championships, especially conference championships. I could see NC State being one of those teams that we talk about this year being like, are they worthy of the national championship? You know what I mean? If they run the table, you know, if they beat Clemson, they win the if they win the conference. I could see the I could see NC State being that kind of team just because of their defense. You know what I mean? And then obviously they play a real squad and they get rocked. You know what I mean? Because their only competition was Clemson. If Clemson lost to them, and they you know because that's what happens in college football. Yeah, yeah, especially at home too. Eventually, you play an SEC team and lose, (laughs) and that's what happens. Yeah, to your point, to your point, John, I do agree that like I was talking about taking Miami at plus five hundred, plus six hundred, whatever it might be. I mean, I guess it depends. Let me look it up right now. What it is uh, on uh, FanDuel? Yeah, Miami's plus five hundred. NC State plus seven fifty. To your point, they them and Clemson have the defense in the in the division in the conference. So whoever wins between NC State and Clemson at the end of the year. I think they're going to win that conference championship game. So you're kind of talking me off the Miami to win the conference. Me I still too. like the over, but now I'm now I'm doubling down on NC State. They're going to be another pick of mine to win the conference. But scratch my Miami pick. This is why we do this. This is why we talk it out. It's why we like you guys commenting, interacting with us on Twitter, winning P Weekly on Twitter, like and comment yeah. on the video right now. If you're watching, it really helps us out. I'm switching to NC State. Scratch my Miami pick. Give me NC State to win the to win the ACC at plus seven fifty. Get a little like two hundred fifty extra points there. I like that. I kind of like it too, man. Because this defense is good. To your point, we're not sure. We're kind of indifferent. I think Miami's defense could be a little bit better, but again, they were like the ninth ranked defense in the ACC <laughs> on scoring defense, seventh they ranked lost, overall. They lost five guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you. I mean, NC State bringing pretty much everyone back on defense. Their defense was good. So they don't play anyone. Like it's just at Clemson, October 1st. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about it yet, but NC State's one of my other overpits. I don't know if we went through their schedule, but their schedule, I mean, their underdog, one game at Clemson. And then other than that, at Louisville, at North Carolina to end the season, you know, projected to be two point favorites. Not worried about Louisville, not worried about North Carolina this year. So, other than that, they have everyone at home. 
uh, you have successfully. I think I've walked off the ledge. And I think I, uh, I think I'm all over NC State. The more Dude, I think this about schedule it, the more I talk nice. about it. Yeah, because I, I, I'm trying. It's like almost like I, uh, that, that's that feeling, that pit in my stomach when I think of the Hurricanes. Like I, I think it's real. Uh, this NC State team. I, I get your history thing, Chip, but no, I did take them to win ten games. I do, I do yeah. think they're going to win ten games because you guys said the schedule is soft. Were they going to lose uh, to besides Clemson in your highs? No, no, no. I, I don't. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious. They might lose one to someone else at some point. Yeah, they might just exactly. throw the strength. I mean. Yeah, it's not going to be a Wake Forest. I promise you that. We can get into that a little bit. I don't think they can beat Clemson. I, I just that's, that's fine. What I see. But that, that, that that's all I'm age. saying. Yeah, I don't even see another game that they can fall off in. I mean, at UNC's well, the last the, game. You can always at these, some of these road games get weird in the ACC. Like, if you even, if you even tell me Syracuse, I'm going to throw up. I was going to say Syracuse. I know. Just, like, come on. NC State's not going to lose to Syracuse. Sy- Syracuse has beaten Clemson at the Carrier Dome. It's true. <laughs> like, it's not an easy place to play. It's true. Chip. Chip, if you, ha- if you have the cojones, Chip, take the over. I already took the, I took them to win 10 games. That's the uh, plus 125. You talk about Syracuse. Oh, I already, oh, I already bet the over on Syracuse. <laughs> what is it? Uh, it's over five plus 110 on DraftKings. Take it. <laughs> Why would I do that? Take All right, it. All right. Now that They're going bowling this year. Cuse is going bowling. Yeah. They're going bowling at their local Rabs country bowling alley, bro. Their oh, schedule, where are they going to grab six wins? I mean, wa- I'll give you Wagner College, shout out Staten Island. All right. <laughs> I'll give, I'll give you that one. Okay. But the f- Louisville, yeah. UConn at home, at Purdue UConn. at home, Louisville at home. home, Virginia. What's their record after, after four? After Louisville, UConn, Purdue, Virginia, Wagner, that's five. I think they can start four and one after those. Four and one. Who yeah. are they going to lose to? Just curious. This amazing Syracuse team. That's gonna. That's gonna go. Uh, I win. didn't say amazing. I'm saying what's the one? What's the one? But even uh, that. Who think, are you scared of here the most? Virginia at 7 p.m. Because there's a zero chance Syracuse play. A zero percent chance they lose to what's Virginia. Did you grab? You have a spread on that game? That's minus a half on mine. But it's again projected spread. Well, yeah, okay. They're basically, they they're have, even. yeah, and there are four point dogs against Louisville on this, which is well, whatever. But no, I, I think the most likely loss would be Purdue just because it's not Big conference, time. I think. Yeah. yeah. But I think they can go four and one. Okay. And then, and then the I think it comes. And I, I, I let think, you off easy there. And then I we think got the they'll lose. I think they'll lose four straight and I think they'll be. Four yeah. And four. NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame and Pitt. I don't, I don't care who's a quarterback at Pitt. Those four are are 100% losses, so that's five losses. And now you just have to win out, Florida State, Wake, and BC. That's no, it over? No, you don't have to win out. You have to win two out of the last three. Okay. Four and five, you win two oh, yeah, out of the last went, three. Oh, yeah, because you went four and one in the first yeah. five weeks. <laughs> is that, is that yeah. Syracuse's best start ever? Definitely not their best start ever. <laughs> McNabb years, McNabb years. I don't know. They had McNabb. They had some good teams in the past, and I think it's look. You're talking like it's crazy. They could start four and one, like they have some murderer's row schedule at the start. 
Like, they play. They start five and zero. Yeah, to start the season, they're Louisville at home. Yeah, at UConn, who suck. Then they're Purdue at home, who I think is a little bit overrated. Then they're Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Well, so does Syracuse. Syracuse is one of the best in the country. That's all they have. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Purdue. Yeah, they're going to run the ball. If you stop that, then what happens? Well, then Syracuse is going to lose. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Obviously, that's what I'm saying. Um, they have a good rush defense too, Syracuse. Yeah, they have a good defense. Well, they have Cody Roscoe, right? But he's done. Um. They have a terrible pass defense. Oh. I'm saying Cody Roscoe was their guy last year, and he's 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 done so. What's up? Who's the guy? Who's the, who? Uh, who's left? He has a fun. He has a fun name. Wax. What's his name? I don't remember. On Syracuse? Yeah. Wax. Marlo Wax. My man, Marlo Wax. Him, uh, Stefan Thompson, and uh, uh, Mikel Johnson was their leading tackle last year. Yeah. I'll watch some Syracuse, but. Roscoe was really good. Yeah, Marlo Wax, he's back. Yeah, dude. Roscoe was really good. That one hurts. He was really, really good. Yeah, I'm saying that that was the whole squad. All right, so you got the over on Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going under. Uh, you're going under five, man. You're under gonna, five and a half. They're gonna win five games. One is one is Wagner. Boom, right there. Uh, they got. They're gonna. And then they're gonna. They're gonna find. Wait, wait, wait. You don't think they're gonna beat UConn? At UConn, is UConn gonna go winless? Oh my literally, god, it could no, be. No, 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 I'm asking because every single game so far that we've seen UConn, we've got that as, as, a, as a win. And also Notre Dame. I'm keeping track of both of those because I'm excited to do Notre Dame because literally every single team that played them, we count that as a win. Like at some yeah. point, Notre Dame's going to yeah, win games. True. So uh, let me look at UConn's schedule. Oh, okay. Yeah, while you look at that real quick, the little fun fact, Syracuse 15-5 and five over the last five years is an underdog of 10 or more points. Covering the spread, spread. Or, or covering the spread overall. Okay, covering the spread. I'm about to say, yo, if they're hitting those money lines. We are missing. Yeah, fifteen out. and five to the under. So if you're, if they have a couple ten point spreads, NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, those are all projected ten or more. They're gonna they play those good games. Take the under. They're gonna ugly up the game, probably. Yep. Yeah. Yo, let me ask you a question. What is the UConn? Syracuse spread week three, and what is a UConn Michigan spread? They go to Michigan and NC State back to back. Who hates UConn? Like who did that? That's why these indie these independent teams they play. Some of them just play insane schedules. That is a tough one. Just there. well, they don't care about football there, so they're just they just want money. Projected spreads. I mean, these are insane. Utah State first week twenty one and a half. Syracuse plus twenty three at home. Michigan plus forty six at Michigan. <laughs> NC State plus forty one at NC yeah, State. That's what I figured. That's what I, I figured. Those are the numbers we're looking at. Yeah, these small <laughs> programs. It's all about the money. It's like they'll get paid a million dollars to play against Michigan, so they'll just go to Michigan. Yeah. Right, so I'll give you. I'll give you that. I'll give you UConn. I'll give you Wagner. As easy was. I'll give you Wake Forest. That's three right there off the bat. You didn't have to play them. Just simming them. Because I'm taking the Wake Forest under. 
Are you beating BC? At BC? Mm. Are you beating Florida they, State at home? They're beating Florida State and BC. They're losing to Wake. I think Hartman will be back by then. I think people are dramatically overrating BC. Okay. So it's one, two, three, four wins there. Then they have to win either Louisville, Purdue, or Pitt. No, they don't. Yeah. That's because I got UConn. I'm getting Wait. UConn. Wait. UConn's a win. Oh, you. Wagner's a win. Boston College is a win. Florida State's a win. So we're gonna they're gonna have to be okay. They're going to Louisville, be they're going Purdue, to beat Louisville. Virginia. They're going to beat Louisville. All right, we're going won? to beat. Louisville. All right, yeah, I'll take they're that going to be against you. Put that on the books right now. I'm okay, you, Chip. I don't care okay. what that line is. I will. I Give am going. Up. I am going to bet Syracuse money line week one, and they're going. It. They're going to win. <laughs> they're going to win is, week I'll one. I'll take it. I'll yes. take that bet from you. I'll put that. I'll put that right now. Okay, Houston winning week one. All right, I got you. I'll take mm-hmm. that. We got, we got a little friendly fire here. Greg, <laughs> Greg, what do you got for me? Anything I got nothing else. else. Nothing else the on unders? the overs. What about the unders, man? Oh, yeah. So well, does anyone here. else have any? Does anyone else have any overs? Chip, we just talked about Syracuse. You got anything left in the overs no. tank? Overs. Uh, that has to be the last one to take. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I had Clemson, NC State, and Cuse. I have more, more unders than overs in the ACC. All right, so let, let me jump into the unders here. So unders, we all talked about Pitt. I don't know if we want to just do a formal couple of minutes on Pitt, yeah. but I assume we all have the under. On like Pitt. I said, yeah. I'm going the under. I don't know if it's yeah. eight and a half. I don't know what it is on FanDuel right now or DraftKings, but I got it eight and a half too. Yeah, yeah. eight and a half. I think they're just way overrated. Seven and a half now. Seven no. and a half. Under seven and a half is plus one sixty. Yep, people are people are low on them. People are already starting to hit the under hammer. Whatever. Yeah, so I mean, when it's seven and a half, what that allows you five losses on the season. I mean, looking at their schedule, Tennessee, I think is going to be a little bit of a tougher game than people think. I think all these conference games are just going to be tougher. I think they could lose the opener too. I think they could lose the West Virginia game. They rivalry game, rivalry game. Yeah, at home helps them a little bit, but. It really is going to come down to what this offense looks like, right? They lose their best wide receiver. They lose their quarterback, who is now in the NFL, and they get rid of their offensive coordinator because they threw the ball too much. You know, to me, that's like the biggest indictment, like on a program. It's like, uh, you know, whether you're bringing in good talent, whether you're recruiting well, whether you have a lot of people back, it's like your coach doesn't like to throw the football in football. Like that tells me all I need to know about the program. And about a Heisman Duzi. finalist, a Heisman finalist at quarterback, and you were like, ah, we didn't really like the offense. Yeah. <laughs> a top five offense in the good. country. We want to make a change. Yeah, it was too <laughs> like, good. So I, but, I just don't have but, faith. But I mean, the reason that they got uh what's his name? Frank Kignetti is because they want to make the running game a priority. So I, I mean I, I yeah, but they don't I, have Bijan Robinson, a running back. Yeah, I, I get your point, but maybe that's when they lose. When you lose your number one quarterback, when you lose your guy to the NFL, maybe you just run. I don't know. Seven and a half over is kind of looking enticing to me. <laughs> Look at the schedule, man. You're about to go through it. Yes, yeah, so you have to get eight wins. Like I said, I see one. What's two, the five losses? 
Five losses to Chip Point, maybe West Virginia, maybe not. That's a little bit of a coin flip. Tennessee, I think, is going to be a problem. I think at Louisville is going to be tough. At North Carolina is going to be tough. At Miami is going to be tough. At Virginia, maybe it's a coin flip. That's six games. They got to win a couple of those coin flips, right? Tough, yeah, but they could win some of those. They're gonna unless they lose West Virginia and Tennessee two straight home games. That would, that's a tough look to start. Yeah, other than that, to your point, the home schedule is pretty easy. Rhode Island, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, and Duke. <laughs> yeah, Cuse. Like that's, I'm, I'm gonna double down on that one. I think that was a good one. Yeah, it kind of depends on. Yeah, I kind of like the over here. Over seven and a half is nice, but it's minus one ninety. Yeah, I don't know if they have alternate spreads. I think the original spread was eight and a half. When I was looking at eight and a half, I was like, I don't see how you get nine wins on the schedule just because we rattled off five or six, but those last couple are tough because nine these are proje- those are projected right. Those are projected on what you think the team's going to be, and I disagree with the projections. I just don't think they're going to be that good. Uh, this season and Pitt's no. not like a historically great program, right? And they always out. lose a game they're supposed to win. Like last yeah. year, they lost to Western Michigan, yeah, and that was just a weird. Last year, they won eleven games. They lost to Western Michigan. Like, I mean, they they always they're gonna like we just rattled off games that we think are a coin flip. They also they could do something crazy like lose at home to Virginia Tech or something. That wouldn't be surprised. That would be a total Pitt thing to do. So I, I don't have any confidence betting them to win nine games. I think under eight and a half is certainly the way to go. Maybe, you might be right, John, about over seven and a half. Maybe they pull off eight wins, but I don't think nine is going to happen. I think they definitely lose. Uh, I think eight and four is the best that they do. Yeah. Last year was like the eight, was, they were ranked eighth in the country in passing yards, six in points per game, uh, ninth in plays per game, 11th total yards per game. So they were up-tempo. They threw the ball. They scored a lot, a lot of games in the 40s and 50s. They won by seven against Tennessee. I remember watching that game. It was early in the season. It was just, it was whoever had the ball last. It was back and forth, back and forth. It was a track meet watching that game. Um, They had the better quarterback, so they won. And they had the better quarterback. That's true, too. Clemson, they won by 10. Miami, they they lost. North Carolina, they won by seven. Virginia, they won by ten. And then they lost to Michigan State. So three or four of those wins with this high-powered Heisman finalist going to the NFL offense, three or four of those wins were by one or two scores. So now that you lose all that, I don't know who the new quarterback's going to be. I don't know. Um what his pedigree is, but I don't think it's going to be Kenny Pickett. So I, you know, eight, eight and a half is the under that I had. I like that. Maybe seven and a half for me might be a stay away, but even then I just, uh, you're betting on them not being able to recreate what they did last year. And I don't think they can do it. Uh, whatever, whatever it is, I'm not going to be watching a lot of their games this year. Cause they're going to be boring as shit. You know, they have cool, <laughs> they have cool alternate uniforms. They do, but I'll watch the I'll watch the opener, the West Virginia game, because it's going to be fun to watch that rivalry game and maybe the Tennessee game. But after that, it's going to be a lot of boring Pittsburgh game. Go back to boring Pitt football without Kenny Pickett, <laughs> post Kenny Pickett era. It's going to be boring again, but definitely going the under. They're always on TV though. That's how they get. They you. are. Yeah. Yep. All right. What yes. else got for on this besides Wake Forest? 
Shit, Chip, hit us with one. Hit us with Wake. What do you think about Wake? I know, I know you you you, you like them towards the end of this oh, year. Yeah. I I took the under because oh. I took it. I took. Uh, I you were on the over. No, 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 no. I took the under on Wake. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I took it like right after uh, when I saw the Sam Hartman news. I like. I got it right after that though. Yeah. So I I got it at eight and a half because I I saw it and then I just went and like took the the under. I was like there, yeah. and it was still eight and a half, and I was like. Nah, I don't. I don't think they're gonna win nine games with some with a backup quarterback. We have no idea when he's coming back, Hartman. And but if you think he's coming back at the end of this year, the over would be the would be the right pick here, especially because everyone's hammering the under. Well, it's it, off the books and on Fanduel. Yeah, it's six and a half now, right on DraftKings. The total. Mm-hmm. If he does come back, like theoretically, they could. They have a soft schedule to start. We were talking about this before. So yeah, they could start hot. And yeah, I guess they could win seven games, but I I don't know. We have no idea who they're started. They have they start off VMI at Vanderbilt. So they're two and oh there. Then they play Liberty at home, which probably isn't an easy game though. Yes, I agree. Um then they got Clemson. Then they're at Florida State. Then Army at home, which Army's typically never an easy game. So, and Wake's defense stinks. So, you're trying to play, uh, trying to play that trip. I mean, they'll probably end up winning, but still, that's a, not an easy win. Um, and then Boston College at home. So, you, you rip off those first two wins and you probably beat Liberty too, but the schedule gets a little dicey after that. So, when you don't have any confidence in Hartman coming back, I wouldn't lean over there. I, if you don't have anything on Wake right now, I, that's probably a stay away for me. Yeah. Just cause you don't really know anything about him because now the under six and a half is like minus one nine or something crazy. I'm sure. Like who knows? Like you're not going to make anything saying that you're, you're better off taking the over and hoping like, oh, they announce tomorrow that Sam Hartman's going to start in the opener and you look like a genius. You, you'd probably be better off doing that. Yeah. All right. Anything else from you, Greg, for the ACC? Yeah, I got one last under. Well, I, think I got Ge- a couple too, yeah. When you're yeah, done. yeah. I think Georgia Tech's going to stink. Yes. They're over-unders yeah. three and a half. Oh my goodness. They were, I mean, completely like probably the worst defense in college football. I'm not even going to tell you the category, but defensive, I was there 130 teams in college football. Yeah. Defensively, they ranked 111th, 125, 117th, 117th, 86, 118, 126, 128. Doesn't matter what the category is. It can be turnovers. It can be points per game, points per play, third down conversion percentage. When you're ranked that bad, you stink. And on top of it, everyone's gone. They're bringing yeah, they three people everybody. back on defense. They're bringing five people back on offense. The big problem with Georgia Tech is they had a beautiful thing going, running the triple option on the offense. And they brought some guy in, Jeff Collins, and he tried to move to more pro style, get rid of the triple option. And it's just not going well. So they haven't been good. I think they're what nine and twenty-five in the last three years. This is his fourth year. The schedule is absolutely brutal. 
They're favored in two games, West, West Carolina and Duke. Mm. They're favored in Duke's another one. I don't know if that's coming up too. They stink as well. But I don't know if that, I think that spread's going to change. I think Duke's better than Georgia Tech. Um, other than that, every game is double digit underdogs. You have to win four games. Say somehow they win against Duke and, uh, Western Carolina. They're not going to be, I'll go through the rest of the schedule. They're not going to be Clemson. They're not going to beat Old Miss. They're not going to be UC, uh, UCF. They're not going to be Pittsburgh. Maybe Virginia. So maybe that's three wins if Virginia really stinks at Florida State, at Virginia Tech. Home against Miami at North Carolina at Georgia to finish the season. It's one of the hardest schedules. I think number two ranked hardest schedule in all of college football. This coach is gone after this year, if not in the middle of the season. The team's left. He, it's just not a good situation to be in. So Georgia take under three and a half. I really don't like taking the really low overs and unders. I really don't like taking the unders on the low unders. Um, but I have to in this situation just because I really don't see how they get more than two wins. So, yeah, I don't love that either, but I took this one too. And I took Colorado and I took yes. Arizona because, yes. Colorado because I think, so bad, dude, it's insane. <laughs> I think all three of them are going to stink. And I was watching the Barstool college football show today and they were talking about how they think Arizona is going to be better this year. And I'm like, based on what? Like they gave no explanation for it. They were just like, we think Arizona is going to be better this year. I'm like, I'll believe that when I see it. I still, I'm yeah. like, I love the underpick there. But yeah, I agree with you 100%. I don't think Collins makes it through the season, by the way. I think he's most likely to be fired during the season. I think Auburn coach Harson is definitely right up there with him, but he's got to be the favorite to be fired during the season. Plus, like you said, really hard schedule. Like they could open. I mean, maybe even they lose to Western Carolina. They could. <laughs> they could. Yeah. It's, they're knows. that devoid of talent. It's incredible. It's, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen someone be like ranked like 110th or 120th in the majority of defensive stats and then only have three people come back. Like, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, must, I don't know what you that do. That coach must be an asshole, too. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> with all these kids transferring. But, well, yeah, I could see them opening, opening one and four and then them firing him after that before the yeah. Duke game, for sure. I could see that. But, yeah, I, I like that because I like the lame duck coach under thing, too. I think that's a good – that's why I went with uh, my – I have that under. I wrote that one down, so I'm glad you took that. My other uh, under is another – Lame duck coach, I think that is uh, Louisville. Okay. I think S- Scott Satterfield is is on the way out. They have, like you said, with Georgia Tech, they got one of the hardest schedules in the country. Four of their first six are on the road. Uh, their last three are at Clemson, where Louisville has never won at Clemson. Then they're home against NC State, who we all just talked about how much we liked NC State. And then they're on the road against Kentucky, where they've who Kentucky has kicked the shit out of them the last three years. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have a new offensive coordinator, and I didn't even know this was a thing. You guys know more about football than me. Is a co-defensive coordinator a thing? Because bro, that's Bill Belichick. He's got is, nine co-offensive coordinators, bro. Okay. Because it is in, it is in college, because there's a couple of them, I think. 
Okay, because Louisville has had the same defensive coordinator the entire time Satterfield's been there, and all of a sudden they just added a co-defensive coordinator this year instead of firing the defensive coordinator, which feels like to me the administration was like, okay, the defense stinks. You need to at least hire this guy to help out your defensive coordinator. I don't know. I just feel like this dude is such a lame duck head coach. Like He's a victim of his own success. They totally overachieved his first year. They went eight and five. And since then they've been, they've been 10 and 14, uh, the past two years, seven and 11 in the ACC. And on top of that, the AD who hired him after giving him like a public show of support after last year resigned like a week later. So now it's like the, the, when the GM takes over the new team, they always hire their new coach. It's only a matter of time before the new AD hires the coach they like. I, they'd have to have a crazy season for the guy to keep his job. And I just don't see it. Malik Cunningham is awesome. Uh, I realize that, but dude, he was awesome last year and they still weren't very good. And I mean, I'm looking at all that I, when I research it, it's like, yeah, they, they lost uh, a bunch of close games last year, four close, four one score games last year. They went six and seven, but Cunningham was awesome last year. I think he'll be great again. I don't know, man. How many games are they going to be favored in even? Like when I, I they're going to be favored in the opener, obviously against Syracuse, but I mean, I guess they'll be favorited. Mm, I'm looking. At, so they're favorited here at Syracuse, Florida uh, State, Florida South State, Florida. Oh, they're favorited on the road at Boston College and at Virginia. Okay. Yeah, I think that stuff might change. But Louisville's a tough one for that. me. I liked them last year. I took them as a over for me last year. And Malik Cunningham, like you said, is awesome. He's so much fun to watch. Those four point, those four one score games, you kind of passed over, killed me last year (laughs) because that's the difference between a six and seven season and a ten and three season. Like that's huge. Like we're having a whole different conversation if they're ten and three last year and they're returning, you know, seven people on defense, seven people on offense. Malik Cunningham, who showed out, you know, I think showed out his rookie year, right? And that's when they won a bunch yeah. of games with him. Now he's, you know, in his senior season and, you know, Heisman possibility, 4,000 total yards on offense, 3,000 passing last year, 1,000 rushing, 19 and six touchdown interception ratio. I mean, the conversation completely changes if you're 10 and three versus six and seven. So, um, and looking at their schedule to your point, I see one guaranteed loss if they're bad. We have a conversation, but if they're good and they're playing above expectation, I see one guaranteed loss on the schedule, and that's at Clemson. Everything else is open. So it really depends on how you see the program moving. To your point, I'm kind of more on your side of, I think, the the Malik Cunningham and, you know, uh, Statterfield experiments kind of over, and they're moving in a new direction. New AD comes in. They're going to bring new people in. But if they were successful last year, they brought a couple guys in through the transfer protocol, this would easily be an over for me this season. It's just, I just don't think they have it. I don't think Billy Cunningham's that guy, unfortunately. He's a lot of fun to watch, but not going to lead your team to a 10-1 season. No, I think they'll go to a bowl, though. I think they go, Yeah, I think they're okay. Six, Maybe six and six, I, I don't know. Yeah, but you're taking the under on them, right? So under six and a half? Yeah, under. Yeah, so 
be this would be quite a bowl game if they got six yeah. wins. Yeah, for sure. You're, yeah. you're trading a real thin line there. Say they're going to have under six and a half wins, but they're going to be in a bowl game. I guess oh, nowadays six, everyone gets in a bowl game. Six wins gets you in a bowl game now. That's what I mean. Yeah. What's the, what's the Barcelona bowl game? The, the Barcelona's the bowl game this year, right? Yeah, that I was yeah. Mad about. They were supposed to do it last year, and then it they, got canceled. It's a Mac. It's a Mac team. Oh, it's Mac. Okay, okay, okay. It's a Mac against Mountain West, right? Yeah, it was going to be like the in Arizona last year. But yeah, John, do you have any unders? We, we, I mean, we mentioned we talked about it already. Yeah, because like the ACC, uh, I used to have a lot of fun with them, like watching Duke uh, run the ball. Honestly, Daniel Jones' year was such a good year. I love Duke that year; he was killing it. Uh, I'm not yeah, really UNC, the UNC of the was barrel. fun for a while. UNC was fun for a while with Hal, Michael Carter, and uh, Will, uh, Javante. Javante. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I'm not too deep into the bottom of the barrel, the ACC, to be honest with you. So I don't want to just like rattle off stuff. But I mean, I'm 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 with you guys on the unders. I mean, by default, you know, I'm not betting them, but by default, right? Because everyone, I'm looking at the schedule. I'm talking about how these teams are going to beat Georgia Tech, about how these teams are going to beat Pitt. You know, what I mean, I kind of like to pit over because it's been getting bed bed down so hard. But I'm really I'm really focused on NC State here. I'm focused on Miami to try to, you know, beat expectations. And I'm worried about Clemson to, to see, to, to see what they got. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm, what I'm thinking ACC, you know, being uh, from the Northeast, we will, and we will go, you know, we went to UAlbany, right? I mean, uh, college football is not, is not our first love. We don't have, uh, you know, loyalty here. So, you know, uh, I, I, there's a lot of fun football I watch. Like, you know, we just mentioned the Mac. Right, I like the the bottom of the ACC. You know, the bottom of the Big Ten, Big Twelve games, Hawaii games at night. They're fun, but uh, I don't really have analysis on like the Georgia Tech season. I just think they stink. So I agree. I don't have analysis on Colorado. I just think they stink. You know, teams like Wake Forest. It depends on their quarterback. To be honest, with the way Chip's talking, I think we should take the over on Wake because I, I, the way he's talking, I do think the quarterback's going to come back. I think that's a great uh, hypothesis here. So uh, that, that's how I feel about, about it. I, I like, I like, I was all over Miami going into this conversation with my research, to be honest with you. I took a bunch of them in my crazy parlays. I think I'm going to have to start redoing some. I think I need to take NC State in a couple parlays here to be 100% honest with you. So that's how I feel about uh, the ACC. Yeah. Before we get back to Chip Frame, where Undersea has, you mentioned that we went to UAlbany. We're talking ACC a little bit. Shout out to Jared Verse. UAlbany stud got transferred oh. over to uh, Florida State. I don't yes. blame him, man. The winter is going to be a lot better down at Florida State <laughs> than up I at UAlbany. I saw his name pop up in the, in the magazine so. I was reading, too, which is I thought it was like a typo for a second. I was like, let's go. Yeah, I think Florida State's going to have a tough year. I think, you know, maybe they're building something there. Maybe not. I've, I can't. I can never tell Florida State, but shout it's out to him. It's been so bad for so long. Yeah, and they always have the expectation because it's Florida State. Mine so. is Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, my boy. Chip, any other unders? I was actually just going to ask you guys what you think of Florida State because I was, man, I was staring at them for a long time and I was like, there's something so uninspiring about them. I kind of want to take the over because it's low, but man, they, they're so uninspiring. Like, <laughs> the best couple of years, 100%. 
Yeah, I just like, think every single game is going to be an absolute dogfight. Like maybe you know Georgia Tech, uh, Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette. Okay, and I don't even know how to say the first name on their schedule there. Dequisney, Dequisney, or whatever. Oh, is, is it? Are uh, they playing Duquesne? Duquesne oh, Jesus fucking said Duquesne. They open up against Decane. right. They have a dominant spell. running game, right? So that that I mean, that's where it's, that's why it's going to be uh, ugly, like you said, and close because they're going to run the ball a million times. But you guys, what do you guys think about Jordan Travis? I mean, I don't think he's a Heisman contender. Yeah, but can you win? Can you win football games? Because the more uh, I, mean, I understand, won Chip's football feeling. games last year. But I understand what Chip's feeling because it makes me also want to take the over. Uh, it just that's like fading the public. Uh, Florida State didn't have a losing season for 40 years, and all of a sudden they've been bad for the last five years. They started uh, 0-4 last year for the first time in 45 years, and they had that humiliating loss to Deion Sanders and Jacksonville State. Their first loss ever to an FCS team. And it's like, and then people were talking about Norvell getting fired, and then he had to go like, five and three down the stretch just to keep his job, which isn't even that impressive of a record in college football, but just going that record kept his job like at Florida state. That's really not that impressive historically, but they haven't hit. They've gone under their preseason win total uh, five straight seasons, six, if you include the COVID year. So they just haven't lived up to expectations for a really long time. Obviously I, I don't know. And, but again, their defense is expected to be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just don't know if they're going to have the offense to get it done, which has been the theme there for a while. It seems like yeah. since Jameis, I guess. I mean, have they had a, a yeah. stud since Jameis? I don't know. Yeah. So over six and a half wins. Like I said, I see three wins on the record. Other than that, you just have a litany of coin flip games, LSU on a neutral site at Louisville. Home against Wake Forest, at Miami, at Syracuse, home against Florida. Those to me, those are all coin flip games. Spread is less than seven on each of those. So, you know, could you end up winning four of those games? Like, sure, LSU might be a little bad again this season at Louisville. Louisville might not be so good, like we were just talking about. But you have to go to Louisville. That's tough. Home against Wake Forest. Okay, maybe you could win that one. It's a lot to just kind of piecemeal together four wins on the schedule. I think the schedule yeah. is just too tough for them um, where they're sitting right now. There's out lean under. Yeah, I, I'm trying to talk myself into the over. You just talked like after that decaying game. I'm just looking at all of these the from LSU to Clemson, and I'm like, man, I could see them losing all of those games if Hartman's back for the Wake game. LSU, Louisville, Boston College, Wake. At NC State, uh, Clemson at home, I could see them a scenario where they lose all or majority of those games. Right, they it might could, win it, against it Boston get College, but other than that, it's yeah. tough. Like on the road at Louisville, they could lose on the road. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see this Louisville team, man. You have you are uh, flip flopping on them all. No, day. no, no. I'm not. I'm not flip. I got the under. I'm just saying it's a road game in the ACC. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see these teams, especially the more we talk about them. Uh, Molly Cunningham's a lot of fun to watch. Yes, you said that a couple is. times here today. I'm excited about that. They have cool yeah. jerseys. They're shiny helmets. I mean, what's not? All right, what's not let's go. Let's Chip, go. any other unders you got here? 
I don't have any. I'm just, I was trying to talk myself into a, a Florida state over because I want to take another over. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, honestly. But, I don't think but I'm, I'm just it. not, I'm not confident enough in them. I'm really not. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I'm with you. So, John, you want to wrap up real quick with uh, conference winners? Even though we kind of talked about it a piece, you know, here and there, do you want to just formally go through? I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I, I, I kind of like Miami, but now I'm going NC State, especially that it's more value. I can't believe that it's more value. Makes no sense to me. So yeah, I'm, I'm going, I'm going with NC State. I'm definitely sprinkling on Miami and I'm taking Clemson in some parlays too. Uh, but I'm scared of the ACC, man. I'm scared of it. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't love it as much as I love Alabama and Ohio State. Or even Oregon. I know, you know, even though Utah scares me to be, you know, like I, I don't, you know, just looking back at the SEC and the Big Ten, the, you know, just, I don't know. Still sleeping on USC. Pac-12. Okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to be snoring at USC. I'm going to be loving that Notre Dame USC game. Oh I hope God. they lose to UCLA the week before too. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Oh my God. To UCLA. Oh, wow. That'd be amazing. Oh, LA would be going crazy. I would love that so much. USC's not going to lose to UCLA. John, to <laughs> your point, to your point though, on NC State, now that we've come full circle and we've been talking for an hour about this conference, I might throw 50 bucks on NC State to win the national championship. What, plus, what's them to make it? What's them to make plus, it? I don't know. To I'll make the college that. football playoff. I'm yeah. Look at what that is. What is that? Because. If they, if they could, if they win the conference, and my, I know we, we touched on it. If they win the conference, they're going to, they're going to the playoffs. Dude, if they beat Clemson in the regular season. And in the, and in the, well, no, I mean, yeah, then they no, wouldn't no, no, play. The, then the then no, if yeah. they win, like, at Clemson October 1st, 1st is the season. Yeah, exactly. If you win that, you have a legitimate shot at going undefeated the whole season. If you're an ACC champion beating Miami, Going undefeated, that's a recipe for, especially if you're a top 10 defense or something crazy like that, a good offense. That Even one loss. Yeah, one loss would be tough. But if you're undefeated, you have a legit shot at making the college football playoff representing the ACC. Because there's only two spots, right? There's four. No, there's two. There's the winner of the SEC and there's the winner of the Big Ten. Right? Well, there's Ohio State and Alabama. Are yeah, those are the year. two spots. There's only really two spots, right? Right, right. So, so that's I, what you're betting on. And to your point about one loss, like it depends. Like if you're a big name, recognizable name, if you have a big fan base, that's going to generate a lot, a lot of revenue. And you have one loss, like okay, Alabama won the SEC, but Georgia has one loss. Okay, I could see him going in. But to be these, like to be NC State and make it to the final four of all of college football, you have to be perfect. You have to have yeah, a good team to, to go table. with it. You probably have saw, to run the table. Yeah, and we saw some really good teams run the table that still didn't make it in. So you have to be like Cincinnati made it last year um, because they were amazing on defense. So people wanted to see that defense. Georgia Georgia loses two games this year. Well, we'll, talk, but we'll about talk about that. Different we'll we'll talk about it later in this week. We talked about week one a bunch of times. Yeah. But yeah. week one is an L. So, so, uh, Chip, do you have the uh, one is an L? Oh, okay, Bowie Knicks, uh, baby. 
NC State. Do you have NC State to make the playoff? Those odds? Plus 1,400 on DraftKings. I love that. Dude, I I like that. that. Forget betting the conference for some. I like them both. Yeah. I like them both. You know, if I put 50 bucks on each. But if you win the conference, you get into the playoff. Yeah. So why, you know. You could bet both, but chances are it would be a but, travesty if they're if they win. But, the ta- but not by your logic, if they have one loss, because if they beat Clemson once, they're not they're gonna get into the the, the championship. Even if they lose, I get game. what you're saying. Like you might they might beat Clemson, but then they might lose a weird game towards the end any of the season. Game. Yeah. Any game, you know what I mean? Then yeah. they're gonna win the conference. And to your point, not but I think they should okay. still make it. But then. You know, then it becomes no, that's a, a good mark. point. That's a good but point. But there's two spots. There's two spots, man. It's Georgia. It's the winner of the Pac-12. There's the winner of the ACC. Because Notre yeah. Dame could go, could win every game by 65 points, and they're not making it after yeah. after after you know the showing that they've been putting up in the national championship games. So I don't know about that. People I really love Notre it, Dame. I really think it comes down to not. I don't think anymore, man. I really don't. I don't think anymore when it comes to national championship stuff. I think it comes down to three teams in two spots, you know? So we'll see, man. Chip, we'll give see. us your uh, conference pick, any conference winners, Heisman stuff, and we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Oh, I already – I mean, I think Clemson's going to win the conference, but I, I'll put them in some parlays. Is that minus but, money? Yes, it's minus yeah. money. So I'm just going to put them in some like parlays. Like the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hate – to bet someone else to win the conference just because I, I think Clemson's going to. So you guys talk me into the, to hedge. I, I like NC State plus 1400 to make the playoff. I think I'll do that. Cause like I was talking earlier, I think NC State's going to be good too. I just think Clemson's going to be, go back to being great. And I got them winning the conference, but NC State plus 1400 to make the playoff. I already bet Clemson to make the playoff. Might as well bet NC State too. What is uh, that? What is Clemson playoff? It was yes, still one, uh, still plus one forty-five on draft. That is better than winning the conference, in my opinion. Oh, I took that. Yeah, Over I didn't. I didn't. The conference. I didn't you know, take by the uh, logic because Clemson yeah. could lose a game. You know what I mean for no damn reason, or you know, but they can't lose the conference game. Of course, right? They have to win that game to get it. But they could lose a stupid game. They could lose to NC State. You know what I mean? Still get to the conference game somehow, some way, because they routed everybody else, and then go to the conversation because Dabo, Dabo uh, Sweeney's just yelling everywhere. So, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right. Anything about anything else? This is, this is a long episode with the ACC. I mean, oh, the where, where else can you get this? Where else can you get this besides winning Pigs Weekly? Nowhere. You're damn mm-hmm. right. That's what the silence is all about. Anyone have any last thoughts here? No, another good episode. We'll be back for some SEC, a little Big 12. Got a lot of football going on. Maybe it's football season. Week zero coming up. Shout out to freaking you, Albany. Shout out to the Jets, baby. Getting wins in the rain out Mm -hmm. here in MetLife. Getting fumble sixes, baby. Let's go. I love it. All right. You know what it is, guys. If you've listened all the way through here we love you thanks you know thanks for uh participating uh with our twitter with our comments uh if you haven't already uh like and subscribe on our youtube nicks comma jets comma etc period 
Uh, you can catch our podcast individually, Winning Picks Weekly, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, you name it, we are there. That's about it, boys. Anything else? No, see you guys next time at ChipMurphy7 on Twitter. At Winning P Weekly on Twitter. At Nits Jets, etc. on Twitter. Let's go, Jets. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Nice win tonight. Any thoughts, Greg, about the win tonight? <laughs> Sweeps on, but this, you know, we got another game tomorrow. Shout out to Jared first. You all be Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.